At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, Sunday Bet Prep, not just with me. That would be a terrible show if I was flying solo <laughs> for three hours. Scott Spreitzer in That's studio with me. <laughs> and Aaron Renning joins us now. Vegas professional better and uh, part of the Circa Friday Football Invitational ER. Great to have you on tonight. And I uh, hope the uh, NFL weekend goes well for you. We're going to kick it off with uh, one of the totals you played in the Friday night contest. And uh, I like it, so that's dangerous because uh, I, <laughs> I don't fare well with totals. Uh, but I was looking at this early in the week before I even knew you were on it and talking about Cowboys-Vikings over 47.5, I believe, is the number uh, you played. Uh, right now, 48.5 is kind of the uh, consensus number in the market. Why do you like the Cowboys-Vikings over, and what number did you get? Yeah, good to be with you guys. And, uh, yeah, I think I got 47.5 on this game as well. And, you know, really kind of focusing on the Cowboys uh, in this total. Uh, you, you know, you go back for the first basically two months of the season after D- uh, Dak got hurt, um, you know, they totally trended under the total conservative on offense Cooper rush at the quarterback position, a little bit beat up on offense at the wide receiver position uh, and, and the offensive line. So, you know, that that's just the style that they played. And of course Dak comes back uh, against Detroit, a little bit sluggish uh, in that game. They eventually win 24 to six, but you know, since then uh, it's really opened up this offense. They played with much more tempo, uh, Dak's playing much better. Uh, you can see him running hurry up the last couple of weeks against the Bears and Green Bay. So we've had 
you know, 49 and 29 points, or I'm sorry, 49 to 29 against the Bears uh, last week, 31 28 uh, with the Packers. So they're certainly trending more scoring. And really, you know, this Dallas defense has been dominant really for a year and a half. And, you know, I'm not sure that they're as good as they played um, to, to start the year. They really played some beat-up offensive lines or offensive lines that were trying to find their way, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, uh, the New York Giants, and then the Rams after that. Philadelphia, I think, showed some things offensively that you can do uh, to that Dallas uh, uh, defense. So uh, I think they've been good over. I like Pollard, you know, kind of the lead running back. Hopefully that stays that way tomorrow. And, you know, Minnesota's certainly happy to play that game. I mean, it's, it's a game with, obviously, with Jefferson, the weapons at the wide receiver. Uh, they're happy to score with you. So, yeah, I thought this was a good one over the total. Aaron, you're also looking at the battle between the Eagles and the Colts, and it was one of those games where I we were talking about it a little bit earlier, and I said, man, if I'm going to play Indy, i got to get the full seven. Mm-hmm. You did. Tell us your thoughts on why you think the Colts are the right side against Philadelphia Sunday. Yeah, you really do. I mean, you got to try to get seven. I think there's still some sevens. Uh, out there in this one, but I did play this uh, early in the week. I did not get the seven and a half, but I took uh, plus seven uh, in this game. And and you know, Indy was obviously supposed to be a lot better. I mean, favored to win that division uh, this year, and it was just a disaster uh, to start the season with Matt Ryan, the offensive line, and you know, surprisingly, offensively, the defense has been fine, uh, pretty good. All season long, I mean, they just have not given up a lot of uh, points. I mean, bend but don't break for the most part, uh, and they're solid from a defensive standpoint. It was really about trying to get this offense uh, on track. Obviously, Reich and Ryan couldn't figure it out how to get it done. It was just a disaster uh, when they brought the backup quarterback. So, you know, they needed some sort of change. I mean, t- really, this is the year of, of the coaching change, the managing change, whatever it is, these teams – uh, make the change, and these teams have really responded. You know, the, the Colts were able to do that last week. Obviously, a much tougher test, especially uh, against a better defense than what the Raiders were able to put out there. But, you know, the way I looked at it, if Jeff Saturday is going to be able to help anything, it would be that offensive line. And I think he was able to do that. And, you know, the Eagles have shown they've been vulnerable against the run, and that's what the Colts could be able to do. And I think Matt Ryan is better uh, than he showed earlier in the year. And, you know, the Eagles have been a great team. They've been dominant. They're they're just solid and balanced all over the football. But, you know, the line has just kind of gotten out of hand with them. I mean, double-digit favorite uh, against Washington didn't come, uh, didn't make it. A touchdown favorite on the road here against Indy on a short week. So, um, you know, I'll take uh, what I hope is undervalued Colts team tomorrow. All right, follow him on Twitter at ERSports1. ER, I've seen this number. i got to get your take on the Jets-Patriots game because – uh, the guys I respect on both sides of it, and uh, you're going to lay three or take three and a half, whichever side you like. But Circus bounced back, pinballed today from three and a half to three to three and a half. How do you handicap Jets Patriots, and uh, which side would you take if you have not bet it? Which uh, side would you take? Yeah, I'm going to have a small bet here on the Jets, and um, I, I really like this Jets team. I bet them overseason wins. That defense has been dominant. I, I, I mean, I, I really believe. It, certainly, New England's defense has been very good as well, but I, I think this Jets team is for real. Our defense is for real. Uh, I think it is a top five defense, and you know they just need to figure things out from an offensive perspective, which New England has had issues as well. And you know, I had uh, uh, under bet you know the first 
time these two teams met, uh, what, a, a, a three, four weeks ago, whatever it was. And, you know, the Jets moved the ball and actually played a pretty good game. It was, you know, the ridiculous turnovers, the interceptions by Wilson, essentially a couple of them on just throwaways. So, you know, I think if you go back and look at that game, the Jets averaged like 6.6 yards per play, the Patriots 3.8 yards per play. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, it really looks like a field goal game. Uh, so I'll, I'll take the three and a half, Matt, plus uh, with the Jets here. I was going to ask you, Aaron, and it's not a disagreement at all. It's just pointing out a couple of things. Like, first of all, I was going to say, I believe, wasn't that a uh, – Mac Jones didn't play in that game, correct? No, he did play yeah. the first – First time these teams met? Yeah. yeah. Mac Jones actually threw a pick six. He got called back by a penalty. Remember that? I thought Hoyer right. played a little yeah. bit of that game, though. The first Jets Patriots game? Yeah. No, Maybe I'm no. anyway. You were the, probably, the, you're still thinking I'm, about that Taylor Swift I'm thinking out, yeah, That's what it was, Taylor Swift, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking out loud here when I shouldn't be. Uh, but anyway. The Brian question Hoyer of, played a little bit in the uh, Patriots-Packers game, and he got knocked yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to ask you is, besides what you mentioned when it comes to uh, – when it comes to Wilson and how poorly he's done against Bill Belichick the last mm. three times he's faced them, what is what did you see about Wilson? I know you mentioned some of the uh, yards per play uh, stats in that first meeting, but Zach Wilson does what he does, I mean, against this team. Have you seen something lately after his 2-7 to seven touchdown to INT ratio against New England the last three games that makes you think he's now in the right spot to go up against New England and at least get that cover? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I've, I I was kind of questioning the New England defense in that game because Wilson did average 8.7 yards per pass. He, had, he threw for 355 yards. It really was uh, the boneheaded uh, interception. What the Jets have kind of tried to do is they, they've tried to go very heavy set and, and bring in a couple of tight ends with what they're doing. That's why one of the wide receivers wasn't too happy uh, earlier this year. So they're trying to obviously focus on the run game, uh, more play action with him, and and try to limit, yeah, those boneheaded mistakes. So they are trying to adjust and rely more on that uh, run game and the play action game with Wilson. So actually, you know, I, I, he moved the ball well in that first game. Sure. But yeah, it was just the interceptions. Any other uh, totals you played this week that you really like with uh, numbers that are still available? Uh, yeah, that's uh, just it. I, I did play the uh, the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game uh, under the total, uh, but that one gets a little bit tougher to play at uh, 40, 40 and a half. You know, the total that I really like, and it's going to be kind of weather related. We'll see how this works out. But uh, the Lions and Giants, and this one's got bet down. Uh, you kind of kind of keep an eye on the weather uh, in this game. But you know, this is a low total uh, for the Detroit Lions that don't have anything. Uh, in the way of defense, very banged up. I think the last I saw, they were starting four rookies. I'm not even sure those rookies are going to be healthy uh, from a defensive standpoint uh, for the Lions. Offensively, they've been fine for the most part, uh, moving the ball, uh, be able to uh, run it and throw it. And I think the Giants are you know, a team that still can uh, show some things on offense. Remember Jones a little bit. Uh, the offensive line has been banged up. Jones was banged up with that ankle. Uh, they've kind of done whatever they've had to do, but you know, I think this is this has got to be about the easiest defense uh, that they have faced for the most part. So uh, again, keep an eye on the weather, but uh, I thought that this is uh, one of the better bets over uh, for the week. All right, Detroit defense allowing about thirty points per game. Scott and I were talking about this game uh, a couple times previously in the show tonight, and I want to get your take on it too because both teams are a mess. The Raiders and the Broncos, the rematch in Denver. 
And the number is either two and a half or three, total of 41 and a half. Did you play anything? I did not, Matt. I used uh, I used the Raiders plus three in the contest. Um, and, and I'm debating on whether to use uh, – that was the, the Westgate contest, Matt. And, you know, I kind of debated uh, to bet Vegas, and I still might get there. I mean, Denver is pretty much – I mean, not a no bet, but certainly is a favorite. Very hard to bet on this. You know, so much is, is involved with the quarterback play in the NFL. But, you know, the fact that, you know, you look at this Denver team and Wilson takes the most pressure out of any quarterback, that offensive line's banged up. And, you know, maybe he's able to get it going against a lesser uh, Raider defense. But, you know, with Crosby and company, they can still create a bit of pressure on him. And then you look at this Denver defense and, you know, again, just the ability to kind of create pressure here. You know, they lose Bradley Chubb. They, uh, and, you know, that really makes a difference for how this team is, is uh, kind of able to create pressure. They were not able to do that as much last week against Tennessee. And then on top of that, um, you know, keep in mind Randy Gregory uh, is out. He's on the IR. So that's kind of their two main edge rushers that are no longer. Uh, Browning is questionable. If he's out, uh, they're going to have a hard time pressuring Carr, and that's kind of been the issue, pressure Carr. So I'd lean to the Raiders. All right, Aaron Renning, professional sports better. Follow him on Twitter at ERSports1. ER, good luck in the NFL on uh, Sunday, man. Appreciate the time tonight. All right, same to you and everybody. Thank you. All right, quick break. Scott and I come back. Uh, We're going to break down some more games. Actually, we're going to talk Jets, Patriots again, and Bengals, Steelers. Going to make Paul Bovey happy. Talk about Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. 
The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Ice-cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. See if you can beat Scott Spreicher. Good luck. <laughs> Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at Victory. Heineken beer made better. Turn it 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. DraftKings.com for details. Scott, are you going to do it? The soccer uh, prediction challenge? Why not? Huh? I just want some fun. Don't, don't go up against me. Just tweet me some of your plays, man. Some good <laughs> soccer betters. That's all. I'm not opposed to that. Uh, all right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the World Cup starts what time's the first match? Tomorrow? 8 a.m. Pacific 8, time. 8 a.m. The host country cutter. You didn't know this, huh? Against well, uh, Ecuador. I did read that uh, they're not going to serve beer at the game. That's messed up. Speaking My of gosh. Heineken, there's going to be a lot of people upset about that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, on Wednesday, excuse me, on Monday, there's a couple of us that will be in a local watering hole watching a little bit of USA, USA whale soccer. If you've never been in a sports bar, even in Las Vegas, where you don't think it'd be that popular, it's a blast. We used to go to Crowded Anchor. and I was going to say, you going to, to Crowded Anchor? Are you going to McMullen's Irish Pub? Where are you headed? Well, I love a British pub in the middle of Chinatown, kind of a Hong Kong, uh -huh. old 1990s deal there. And so Which we've one? we've hung out at the one in Chinatown, the uh, Crown and Anchor. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was like in 2010, 2014. Yeah. But we've gone to the other one, the old one on Trop. And uh, you got to get there early. At least we did uh, when USA was playing because you would get left out in the parking lot, which is okay in <laughs> July. But it's a little little chilly now and you know, when you do this in November. I, I hate the fact that it's been moved to November. I, I'm a summertime World yeah. Cup guy, but obviously the, pit, uh, the temperatures are scorching in Qatar. And without any beer to uh, take care of the scorching temps, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm not going to watch much of it. There you go. <laughs> like you said, it's in the middle of football and That's basketball season. Yeah. If you if you have this in the summer, I'll probably well, get a lot more involved in it. Here's right the thing, now, Matt. Here's too, the thing. Too many other things happening. The the early game every night starts at 2 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. Because of the time difference, there's 2 a.m., 5 a.m., 8 a.m. The I last like game that. of the day starts like at 11 a.m. Yeah. Do you know when I'm up handicapping how much I'm going to like watching that instead of a commercial for Ginsu knives? I'm going to be able to watch a live sporting event. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. All right, Jets Patriots. I'm taking the three and a half with the Jets. You're laying the three uh, with the Pats. 
Let's uh, actually hear from Bill Belichick. I'm making some offensive changes here because uh, when I watch tape of the, the Patriots, and I've been watching some, I just don't understand what they're trying to accomplish offensively. It's like a fire drill out there. And uh, Matt Patricia being the guy calling the shots for the Patriots was not the right move by Bill Belichick. It's pretty obvious. Mac Jones has regressed, uh, Scott, in his second season. And a lot of people are going to point the finger Mm -hmm. and uh, blame Mac Jones. But I think you have to look at Belichick. You have to look at the offensive coordinator, who's a defensive coach. You have to say they're not putting this kid in in position to succeed. Anyway, let's listen to Belichick talk about some changes made to the Patriots' offense. Yeah, I mean, there's no laws or regulations. You can do whatever you want to do. But realistically, is it asking too much to... Depends on what you want to do. I don't know. I think that's... It would depend on what's what you consider major and what you don't consider major. You know? I don't know. Yeah, each team's different, each... You know, players are different, systems are different. What works for one might not work for another, vice versa. It's like anything else, you take the time you have and try to use it as productively as possible. Sure, that's what you do in your life. That's what we all try to do in our lives. That's what your team tries to do. Take the time, figure it out, see what the problems are, address them. Got to make a big change, make a big change. Make a little change, make a little change. Got I'm dozing <laughs> off over here. I've had trouble sleeping the last couple months. I'm just going to play a tape of Belichick. It goes over and over. That'll well, put you to sleep. He, he right had there. he had two or three oh, press God. conferences in a row over about a three-week period where he never said anything but day by day. Day by day. Right. So he's a little bit more colorful there, Matt. <laughs> I, I was kind of joking about the changes that he going to make. He, he, that was the question. He didn't answer it. No. Uh, what type of changes do you think we're going to see in the Patriots offense? It's just a guess, but there's got to be something. Uh, that's got to change with this uh, Pats offense, Scott. Well, not on defense, I hope, you know, because I want to see him do what he's been doing to, to right. Zach Wilson and make adjustments if the Jets offense has made adjustments for what New England has done to Wilson because he's been absolutely confused, and that's kind of like when we were talking with Aaron, you know, and he was talking about the yards per play gained by the Jets in that game, and and I agree, yeah. I mean, they, they had no problem moving the ball, but it came back to Zach Wilson making the kind of mistakes he makes right and so I can't get past that maybe I will tomorrow if the Jets win this game and I lose my bet uh, but you're talking about a guy who's a 57 percent passer you know in, in his last six games he's just over 50 percent in 85 84 passes against New England the last three games I don't see what they're going to do to change things to be better uh, if they're going to try to run the football a little bit more than they did last time we'll see but as far as the Patriots I don't know what you're going to change offensively I mean they haven't been horrible of late you know, New England, they've been winning a couple of games for us and contests and personal bets and that kind of stuff. But, uh, boy, I just – the number one thing to me is until I see Zach Wilson do something good against Bill Belichick, I can't bet on mm-hmm. the Jets. It comes down to that. So, you know, again, I don't know what, I don't know what Belichick's going to do as far as offensive changes. I just think he sticks to what he does defensively, confuses Wilson. And, again, and that went over Buffalo. They gained just over 300 yards. You know, so it wasn't like they they tore up the Bills' defense. Anyway, uh, well, could be wrong. D- I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But I like the Pats here. Patriots were pathetic offensively in that uh, victory over the Colts a couple of weeks ago. You're right. Two hundred and three total yards, eleven first downs in the game against the Jets. They were outgained three eighty seven to two eighty eight. I think Belichick is kind of saying, "Hey, let's just not have the offense lose the game." That's let's what it is. With our yeah. defense, and I don't right. think it changed that. I mean. Yeah. 
you went up against Ellinger. It was Ellinger, correct, that he went up against in that game yeah. against the Colts. Oh, yeah. So you go up against a guy who doesn't belong as an NFL starter, and he works his defense to only, like you said, only gain 200 yards offensively, but he works a game plan to hold him in check. And uh, I was going to say he found his weaknesses, but they were apparent uh, before the game even started. And then that's what he does with the Jets. It's going to be get out there, do what you do, don't make mistakes, game manage, and we'll let the defense win this game for right, us. Right. So I don't, I don't think there's any real changes that he makes offensively. Uh, okay, let's uh, hear from Robert Sala, coach of the Jets, talking about Zach Wilson, because when you handicap this, I know you think Bill Belichick's defense forcing Wilson into mistakes is going to be key. It was the first time around when Wilson threw three picks against the Patriots. He's shown, uh, you know, we talk about touch-on passes. I mean, like I've said it before, he is a yard away from having two touch-on passes against Miami. He had an unbelievable fourth quarter. He played really well last week against a really good football team. Um, we're we're kind of holding him hostage to four or five plays that he had against New England, in my opinion, and um, at least externally. Uh, internally, I think everybody's got a lot of faith in Zach and to be able to, to run this offense and get the ball where it needs to get to and, and do it in an efficient manner. And I do think that if he needs to, if we do need to put it on his back and put it on our receivers' backs and put it on the whole line to protect, I think we're capable of doing that. But um, when you start slinging it around and you ask the quarterback to play 60 plays a game, they're going to make mistakes. All right. Uh, yeah, I think you do have to hold a guy hostage when you're yes. throwing three picks. <laughs> you not, can't turn the ball over in the NFL. That's It's not just uh, three or four meaningless plays. Those are big plays. And it's not just once. It's not right. like Zach Wilson's a 68% completion rate over the course of mm -hmm. his career, and he had one bad game. against. It's three bad games against New England. It's every single time he goes up against them. He doesn't throw touchdown passes, two and three uh, three games and he averages over two picks per game. So I, I get it. Robert Sala's got to do what he's got to do, and he's got to throw coach speak and all that stuff in there. He can't really be candid or completely open. I understand that. But you're right. you got to hold him hostage. He stunk it up against New England, and guess what? We're holding him hostage for three or four or five plays. That's a difference in an NFL football game a lot. If your mm -hmm. quarterback makes four or five key mistakes in a football game, it doesn't matter how much you outgain the other team, what you hold them to on their yards per play, it's the bottom line is that your guy just threw a couple of picks or three picks, and those are bad, and those are key, and you're going to lose more often than not. So I get it. He's got to say certain things. Mm -hmm. He can't come out and say Zach Wilson's been terrible. He's got to play better. But that's been the case so far against New England. Well, you and I have been watching the USC-UCLA game tonight, and why, why do you see it? Why does the game swing in USC's right. favor? Because the UCLA quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, yeah. turned it over three times. That's a perfect yeah. example. What do the Bruins probably have 450 yards? It's going up and down the field, but you can't turn yeah, it over. Exactly. Zach so. Wilson passed for 355 the first time, but he threw three picks. Exactly. Paul Bovey's going to get upset if we don't talk uh -oh. about the Steelers. My man Paul. Uh, he wants to know why I'm not on the Steelers this week. Uh, Bengals have dipped as low as three-and-a-half-point favorites here at Circa, at DraftKings. It's still four at the South Point. Uh, I did not play it this week. I thought the spot was really good for the Steelers a week ago, and the Saints didn't deserve to be road favorites. Yep. Uh, what about you, Scott, with the Bengals in a rematch here from week one? It's my favorite play last week. One of my favorite plays all season was Steelers? that spot with the Steelers last week. Paul was mocking me for liking the Steelers so much <laughs> last week. Paul, what are you doing, man? Uh, but I, I love the Steelers in that spot. Uh, you got T.J. Watt back last week. You got the defense getting healthier. And you had Andy Dalton as a, as a road favorite. You know, I mean, uh -huh. that in itself makes me want to play the other side when he's laying points on the road. But, uh, yeah, I can't back Pittsburgh this week. I did it last week. They came through for me. I'm going to jump off the ship here. Tomlin also had an extra week to prepare last week. It guys right. Get Kenny Pickett kind of focused. They got the win. 
Minka Fitzpatrick is expected to return right. to the Steelers secondary, so that's a positive. I think the Bengals upgraded at quarterback with uh, Joe Burrow. Just a bit. Instead of the Red Rifle. Just a bit. Uh, we come back. A lot more to talk about. Stay tuned here to Sunday Bet Prep v. Sin, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott, it's tough to beat college football. Games from early in the morning to late at night on the islands. How about college hoops? I love that, too. It's in full swing right now. It's time to get your copy of the annual betting guide here at VEASAN. The college basketball betting guide. North Carolina is on the cover as the number one team. Early in the season, Carolina has not played the role of a number one team. It hasn't looked that good. It hasn't looked that sharp to me, talking about the Tar Heels. Over 400 pages in the betting guide. It's our biggest one ever. Odds, trends, power ratings, analysis on every team. The only way to get it is to become a VSIM Pro subscriber. We've got the College Football Bowl Guide coming up soon, too. Don't forget about that. That's always a good one. Sign up now for just $99. Get VSIM Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. That's a pretty good deal when you think about it. VSIM.com slash subscribe. That's not good defense from UCLA when you think about it. Three-yard screen, and there's nobody within 10 yards of him. And he goes 25 <laughs> yards downfield. Didn't even need blocking. The hell is there's going on there. out here? I think they're playing with – I think it's six-man football for UCLA tonight. <laughs> All right, let's look ahead to Thanksgiving Day. We've got a triple header in the NFL. And, uh, Scott, you've made numbers on these games, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, your read on uh, the three games on Thanksgiving. And we've also got look-ahead lines to take a, <clears throat> take a look at as well. Obviously, numbers up on these games. At DraftKings, Buffalo, a 10-point favorite at Detroit. What's interesting about this game, total of 51.5, Scott, the Bills are playing back-to-back games at Detroit because of the game that's moved here this week. Yeah, back-to-back games. They're going to be kind of used to what they're, the yeah. atmosphere they're in. Uh, based on my road ratings, and I make the way I make lines a couple weeks in advance is I have road ratings for teams, and I have home ratings for mm-hmm. teams like most who make numbers. And based on my road ratings for Buffalo compared to my home ratings for Detroit, I made Buffalo nine and a half, and this came ten Buffalo. Uh, so just a little bit over my line, not that big of a deal. But I've got Buffalo as my second best road rating in the NFL going into this week's games. Kansas City, the best road rated in the league to me. Detroit's home rating is actually in the top twenty-one or twenty-two. It's right around twentieth for me as far as Detroit is concerned with their home rating. But the question is, you know, Matt, how does how does Detroit stop the Buffalo offense? It's going to take an off outing by the Bills, mm-hmm. you would think, for Detroit and their defense to be able to hang around and potentially hang the number in this game. So, you know, this early, we still got a game to go before we get to these, so I never commit early. I'm not going to say I'm going to be on Buffalo or Detroit until we see what happens uh, in this week's Sunday games. But if Josh Allen can stay somewhat healthy, can be kind of the Josh Allen we've grown used to and that he's you know capable of running the football and – and not trying to guard against furthering an injury, then it's a situation where I just don't think that Detroit defense can slow this offense down. There's always that case of maybe Detroit can you know, stick around as far as matching their scoring. But as far as my, my own personal line, I made Buffalo 9.5, so I'm, I'm right there where the line is for the most part. Yeah, we talked about the two big plays that the Vikings needed to make that comeback against the Bills last week. One was the 32-yard one-handed grab by Justin right. Jefferson on 4th and 18. The other was Josh Allen fumbling the snap in the end zone. Yep. Uh, Scott, how problematic or troubling might it be 
uh, for you to see that Josh Allen leads the NFL in interceptions right now with 10. That's crazy. I mean, again, you know, you're, and you got to win by two touchdowns, basically, yeah. if this number is 10. So it's always scary. I think the over might not be a bad way to go because you do have the potential for Josh Allen to set up Detroit with short field situations. You've got the bad defense that is Detroit. You've got an offense that can at least move the football and score some points. We've seen it a few times this year at home. Going to be indoors, so there's no weather issues. And it's 52. It's a lot of points, but I could definitely see Detroit scoring enough to push this one over the total. But again, really tough to lay when you know you got to win by a couple of touchdowns on the road when you got a quarterback who gets a little bit careless with the ball sometimes. And also, you've got a Lions team that's pretty good about sneaking in the back door. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and came back from 14 down in the fourth quarter last week against the Bears. All right, Giants-Cowboys. I like uh, division revenge spots, so I might be on the Giants here, but they're catching seven at Dallas. I want to see both teams play this week right. and see how the games turn out. But, Scott, why would you make the number here? Yeah, I'm hoping for a big Dallas win for a couple of reasons because we both have them mm-hmm. on Sunday. And then also, if we can get a big Dallas win, you know, they could win by 10 points or more and look like they were really in control of that game against Minnesota. Maybe get a little bit of a shaky Giants game on Sunday, then maybe we get even a, a bigger line. Now, as far as my numbers, and I made these before last week's games were played, uh, I made uh, Dallas 6.5 in this game. So I'm right around there, but I want to get 7 or more. Right now at 7, we might get that if what turns out, uh, what happens on Sunday is what I've been talking about, hopefully happening with these two teams. But you know, my road and home ratings, I got the Giants 18th in the NFL on the road. I've got Dallas anywhere from that fifth to sixth range at home as far as their ratings are concerned. They're bad against the run. The Giants ran well on Dallas in that first game, which, as you mentioned, Dallas won by seven. Uh, the problem for the Giants is that Pollard and Elliott ran all over their defense mm-hmm. in that game, if you'll remember. Like 180 yards on about 25 to 30 carries in that contest. They just made it look easy against the Giants. And, of course, that was a Cooper Rush game. Uh, in that contest, but uh, boy, I, I just want to see seven or more. If I can get at least seven and everything kind of goes the way we predict tomorrow on Sunday, uh, then I will probably be on the Giants with you getting at least seven points. Yeah, that's a potential play for me. I'm looking to take the points with the Giants, and hopefully we do get at least seven with the way the games turn out. Any thoughts on the total of 43? You and I don't play a lot of totals. Uh, do you make totals every week when you make your no, numbers I or just the size? I just, I just, okay. gosh, I don't do totals, you know, and I, I mean, there's a couple that I got this week and two in one card is the most I've had on any card this entire season. You know, it's interesting because uh, Matt Metcalf makes the totals here on college football and you see those openers move so much sometimes oh, yeah. when he puts them up on Sunday morning. The USC-UCLA total opened 82 and man, they hammered it under and it dropped to 75 before you knew it. And they've got 93 on the board with 90, three minutes to go. 90-plus points in the game. <laughs> Metcalf made a pretty good total on that game. Let's go to uh, Patriots and Vikings, the nightcap on Thanksgiving. Uh, this is a pretty good nightcap game. And uh, the Vikings, three-and-a-half, total of uh, 43 and a half. Those are the DraftKings numbers right now. What do you have, Scott? I think i got a lot of guys on this show tonight that would disagree with this. I actually make Minnesota two okay. in this game is what I made it last week, and it's three-and-a-half. Uh, and I think a lot of folks are, you know, making good reasons as to why you don't want to get too much involved with New England over the rest of the season, or at least this Sunday, which I am, and I need them to win. And then, of course, next week you don't have the situation where you got a quarterback who Belichick reads, uh, you know, without any problems at all, and throws out defenses that confuse that quarterback. He doesn't have that obvious uh, th- that many games to go against Kirk Cousins to prove that he can do that or a sample size. Uh, so I think some might be a little bit surprised that I only made Minnesota two in my my own personal look ahead lines. I have the Patriots in my top 10 in road power rating in mm-hmm. the NFL. I think that would maybe surprise a few people too. 
Uh, they're 3-1 and one on the road since week two. The only loss came in overtime. Not a great loss in overtime when you consider it was Green Bay that they played against and how poorly the Pack have played since. This is the game that I was thinking about when you mentioned Green Bay earlier. Hoyer played in that game for New England in that loss. And, of course, Zappi played too, but uh, Mac Jones was you know out of that game. But Pats are middle of the pack on both sides of the football in just about every traditional stat that you throw out there. But the game at Minnesota falls between the Jets and the Bills. And that's why, let's say my number's two, which it is, let's say the Vikings do open three, three and a half. I'm not going to play the Pats in that spot if they beat the Jets this week. Uh, I'll probably either pass the game or be on the Vikings if the Pats get past the Jets. I, I think that's a tough spot. You come off a team you know how to beat. You know how to confuse the quarterback. You got the Buffalo Bills up next. But, you know, big-time sandwich divisional spot. And so I probably won't trust the power rating and take New England against Minnesota on Thursday. You were talking about divisional sandwich spots earlier in the show. Exactly. Yeah. And this is a perfect yeah. spot, you know, to bring that up. So if the uh, Patriots beat the Jets, or let's say the Patriots get upset by the Jets, and uh, would you be more likely to pay the, play the Patriots uh, plus the points at Minnesota on Thanksgiving Day if the Pats lose Sunday? I think if the Pats lose to the Jets, then as long as Minnesota doesn't get blown off the field by mm -hmm. Dallas, which they probably won't get blown off the field, uh, that maybe we even get another half a point on top of that if the Patriots lose to the Jets. If Mac Jones comes out and plays poorly, you know, is it going to stay around three and a half? It probably goes up a little bit. So then it's it's a potential play. Yeah, it's interesting when you talk about the situational handicapping uh, perspective on this. You know, you and I both have a play on the Cowboys contest play, at least, on the Cowboys. we got a small bet. It's not a big bet on the Cowboys this week. But we want to see the Cowboys win at Minnesota. Sure. I also want to bet the Giants on Thanksgiving Day, which means <laughs> I definitely want to see the Cowboys win at Minnesota because yep. I think the Giants are a better play if the Cowboys win this week. Completely agree with you. I, need, I mean, we did a lot of stuff to happen on Sunday. That's why I said <laughs> I'm, I'm not committing to anything right. on Thursday when we haven't had these Sunday games kick off yet. Do you think it's an advantage for the Bills uh, to play back-to-back -back games in the span of uh, about five days, or would be four days, in uh, Detroit on the same field? Don't think it hurts. It's got to be somewhat of an advantage you're for used the Thanksgiving to, Day. Yeah, game, right? You're getting up. I'm guessing they stay there. So, you know, you get up every day in the same bed for four or five days on the road, and, and you're used to the accommodations inside the stadium. So mm -hmm. I don't think it hurts. Be the best football team that's called Detroit home in a long time. <laughs> uh, it is a span of five days. <laughs> the Bills playing on uh, Sunday and Thursday in Detroit. All right, that's a look ahead to Thanksgiving Day. Actually, pretty good schedule. Bills, Lions, Giants, Cowboys, Patriots, Vikings. Uh, we're going to look at my best bets and contest plays next uh, to wrap up uh, this three-hour show tonight. And Scott and I are going to kick back and watch college football during the break. So come back here in a few minutes as we wrap up the Sunday Bet Prep Show. Scott Spritzer, Matt Humans here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it's time for the World Cup. Get ready with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the latest odds, lines, and boosts. Bet Rivers is your go to for any soccer related content. Check out Bet Rivers special World Cup promotions like the World Cup Futures, Insurance Bet, and a World Cup Daily Bet and Gets. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com or download the app at Bet Rivers to get in on all the match day action. There it is, BetRivers.com. Scott, we've uh, talked about a lot of different things tonight, betting strategies. It's interesting that the uh, number three, you know, it's uh, sometimes you feel like uh, you overemphasize the importance of three until you get burned by it. And, uh, you know, I always say I never lay three and a half on a game. And sometimes if if it's the dog and the number's sitting at two and a half, I'll buy it up to three because – not only sometimes you pay them for the peace of mind, that's kind of like insurance too, <laughs> but also if you don't do it, 
and the game lands on three, then you're ticked off about it all week. So what happened here in the USC-UCLA <laughs> game is that Circus Sports opens the number USC four, and uh, I bet it UCLA plus three and a half. I didn't get the four right away. I was trying to get it. Sure. number moves quickly. I get UCLA plus three and a half. Throughout the week, the number drops uh, to two and a half. You're in the handicapping business. You know, yeah. you you put out a play. A lot of people put out the play in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational. The number actually dipped at Circuit from three to two and a half. I think the night before we had to put in the plays for the contest. Uh, so you get two and a half with UCLA. Uh, what happens? This is why this is one where betting pays off for you and putting the play out as a handicapper does not. USC wins the game 48 to 45. I'm not sure what right that on means. Three. <laughs> I that? betted it two and a half too, but buying points in college football is no, zero it's, value. It's, no, it's bad it's, business. It's peace of mind. It's bad, bad, yeah, bad business. And, and so the only time I would ever consider it is uh, a, two, a two and a half point dog. Even that, it's yeah. it, you go back over seven thousand, and I'm kid, I'm not kidding about the seven thousand plus college football games. The average point differential from the point spread is uh, twelve point three points per game. Seven thousand plus games. You remember the half point losses, obviously, uh, but I, I don't understand the capping and the betting because if you gave the game out when you know on Monday, whether you're a capper or a better, you got a better number. You know, if you gave it out on Thursday or Friday, you didn't get a good number. And and there's times when I'll look at a game like that and I'll say, all right, well, I like it at three. I won't go any lower. Mm -hmm. And then if you give it out at two and a half with that dog and you lose, you feel pretty bad about it. But if you've got a game that's power rated where, let's say it's two and a half as it was late in the week, and you've got the other team power rated four or five points better than that, that doesn't, that's not going to be that big of an influence as far as that two and a half or the three for me. And again, if you go over the course of the last decade, you're going to see it doesn't mean what a lot of people, it's not as important as a lot of people think it is. We talked about it earlier off the air and I said, watch now tonight, it's going to land on three. But also you're talking about a guy who committed four turnovers of which I think one was forced. That was the sack fumble DTR. Yeah. The rest was just garbage passes. I mean, he made bad decisions at the wrong time. And he threw three picks to go along with his one fumble, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And again, the only forced was that fumble when he was sacked. I, I can give you a break there. He got his butt crushed on that play and he lost the ball. But even this last play, this last interception, you got two plays to get five yards. You got a minute and a half to go. You're at the 50. It's third and five. You throw in a double coverage, you know? That was a poor throw. Uh, this is the game of the week in college football, which is why we're talking about. It's final now. You, you SC 48, UCLA. Uh, 45. I'd say it's a, it's a tricky thing because I made the number uh, I make numbers before Circuit puts them out. I made USC sure. a one-point favorite. I okay. know other people who made UCLA the favorite. Matt Metcalf here made USC minus four. I took three and a half with UCLA, but that number yep. drops quickly. By the time we get to the Circuit Friday Football Invitational, the number's two, two and, and a half. half. Yep. I thought about not even using it, Scott, because I was like, I hate to take the two and a half here. I but it. I do like the UCLA play. I'm going to go ahead and take it, get burned by it. Of, of course. course. <laughs> I think just trust your, you know, trust your numbers over right. the course of time. You're going to, you're not going to be affected by it as much. I think the most, I don't know if you said this on the air earlier tonight or if you said this off the air to me, but you talked about here at, at, at Circa where the total was made 82 and it dropped mm-hmm. all the way down to the mid 70s. Yes. Obviously, that 82 uh, was a good total and people hammered away at the under. Again, this is a 50-50 game. If DTR, who's walking off the field with a smile on his face, 
if he goes out there and doesn't make stupid passes in key moments, they win this football game. And he has not been making those mistakes this season, but he made yep. them tonight. Yep. Uh, four turnovers, costly uh, for the Bruins. And again, I'm not advising people to buy points. I, I know a lot of betters who do buy points on a regular basis. I say, I don't recommend it. There's no value in that. Yeah. But if there's one Peace spot, of mind. <laughs> if there's one spot where you want to do it, hey, it's a personal decision. If you want, I'm not yeah. going to criticize somebody else. Do what you want to do, whatever makes you happy. I'm not advising somebody to buy points. Yeah, there's no value in it, but two and a half, three, if yeah. you're going to do it, that's when you want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to do it at all. I haven't bought a point in, I don't know, since they probably first allowed you to buy points in Vegas. It's been that long because once we started jumping into the difference of the point differential from a final score to a, a line and saw it was so big. That's why, you know, you mm -hmm. don't play college football teasers. You know, there's just, it's just no value at all. But again, it's a personal choice. You know, that's just the advice. And again, if you have a, a situation where, you know, you're talking about a close game, and even my line says it should have been a close game, right? Because right. I made UC, UCLA a short favorite. Might not be a bad time to do it. Again, you're just losing value, though. Yeah, I don't play college football teasers either. When I hear somebody doing that, I immediately, that's the last time I listen to them, yeah. when I hear college football teasers or college basketball teasers. <laughs> I haven't played a basketball teaser in, I think, 20 years. I, don't, I, don't, I can't I, believe I, people tease NBA and college hoops games. I, I do. I, I'm not going to say who it is, but I do a show a couple of times a month with a guy who teases college basketball. Uh -huh. And I've tried to tell him, All right, it's time to grow up now. <laughs> it's time to be an adult. And stop teasing college basketball. But he still does it. That's a pro tip for you there, right, from Scott Spritzer. <laughs> grow up, be an adult, don't tease college basketball. <laughs> don't tease college football either, really. All right, so um, Let's get to uh, Dan Miller, our producer, who's doing a great job for us. Get the uh, best bets graphic ready from the Circuit Friday Football Invitational. We'll take a look at that. In the meantime, Scott, here are my best bets for the NFL card for Week 11. I'm kind of laughing because I don't like this card very much. <laughs> uh, but I played the Jets plus 3.5, Giants minus 3, Bears plus 3, uh, Cowboys minus 1.5. So I kind of like the Jets, the Cowboys, Giants. I threw in the Bears, and I threw in the Raiders plus 2.5, and... A half, and I think in the other contest, uh, the Westgate, I think the Raiders were plus three. And I really debated. I wanted to use the Colts, but I had to have seven. And then the contest here at six and a half. So right. uh, just rolling the dice a little bit on that fifth play. But in the Westgate Super Contest right now, 30, 19, and one is my record. That's nice. not bad. Five points off the lead. Uh, in the Circa Millions, I think I'm three points worse than that because I've changed three plays from Circa to the Westgate. All three lost at circuit. All three won in the Westgate when I made the switch. I think you've been playing pretty much the same five every week, right? We haven't uh, had any difference no in, in the two contests. Yeah. And you know, maybe you should because, like you said, there's some, like the Raiders, you know, at plus three, if they would have been part of it, you know, in one contest and two and a half of the other, maybe you use somebody else there. Especially when it's a card like this week and we both had trouble mm. coming up with the five plays we wanted to use. And, and so maybe you take that sixth play at plus three and make them a play instead. But... Um, I'm looking at the card. I mean, we've only got one opposite, which would be the Jets and the Pats. Mm -hmm. Everything else, you know, we need the Cowboys, both of us. Um, I, I don't have the Giants or the Bears or the Raiders. I don't have those <laughs> games. But but we're not a button heads at all uh, this week. But I think the record is it's around 30 and 20, give or take a game or two. We were hot as, you know, 22 and 8, 0 and 5. That just a killer. We followed it up with a couple of 3 and 2s now. But – you know, you just can't do that anymore. I, I can remember like a, a buddy of mine who I, when I started in the business, he had already had a big name in this business. He was writing books, getting them published, their gambler's bookstore, all that stuff was Mike Lee. 
And I remember back when he won compared to when I got to know Mike and he was telling me, he goes, he, he was so humble. He was so humble. And he would say, you know, Scott, when I was in that contest and I won it, there were a hundred people in it, you know, and he was so nice and humble to be, say something like that. And he goes, now there's 3000 people in it. And so you can't, you could have had a couple of one and fours or one fives mm-hmm. back in the day. You just can't do it anymore. Dan put up that uh, best bets graphic from the Friday football invitational. You're right. When you got uh, thousands of people in the contest, uh, one of them fours, the and fives feel like crushers. <laughs> How about this? Bobby Buckets Brubeck in the Friday contest, UCLA plus two and a half is a best bet. Oof. Mm, tough one. Buy the half a point. Isn't that what I said earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Can't buy the half point in the contest either. Uh, how about Brian Edwards? He's got Giants minus three tomorrow. Uh, Joey Tunes Fortuna, Raiders plus three. Uh, his best bet, Aaron Renning on the show with us tonight. Cowboys, Vikings over 47 and a half. James Salinas has got Eagles, Colts under 46. Jeff Whitelaw, Falcons minus three. And Chris Sanook, who was in the studio with me last yeah. night, Bills minus seven and a half. Those are some of the best bets on the NFL side. Scott, great to see you again this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Thanks to our guest tonight, Will Hill, Dwayne Colucci, and Aaron Renning. That wraps he, up the He show. left me hanging. I went to give him a fist bump, and he just turned away. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. <laughs> I thought you were giving me one. That's why I did it. <laughs> All right. Have a winning weekend. v the Sports Betting Network. Check out the new betting splits feature on vsin.com before you place your next bet. Every day we post the latest splits with the percentage of bets and money on teams and total for each game. Track which teams are seeing the most tickets written and if the public action matches the money coming in on the matches the money coming in on the matches the money coming in on the matches the money. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.